Hey guys, welcome back to the From the Sideline Podcast with Francis and Peter. And today we're going to be discussing a lot of different humongous news in the football world. Um, so first of all, the first and foremost, obviously, the college football playoff final. Our Washington Huskies are taking on the Michigan Wolverines in Houston, Texas at NRG Stadium. Definitely. I'm going to be there. Francis will definitely be watching. All of our friends will be watching. The whole city of Seattle and their fans throughout the entire country will be watching. And, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. Then we're going to talk about the Seahawks. Um, an unfortunate week last week. And then the Ravens, since we didn't get a touch on that Ravens 49ers game. And then finally, the playoffs and our predictions for that. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you listen to this entire episode if you want the full content. And hit the follow button if you haven't already. Notification bell and listen to our other episodes. And there's plenty more to come. We're going to start doing some weekly episodes, hopefully. So thank, let's get right into it. So first and foremost, the main event. The Huskies versus the Wolverines. Francis, do you want to give us your initial prediction first? Um, how do you think the game's going to play out? Um, this whole season has just been an absolute fever dream. I mean, it's just been amazing, amazing football played by the Washington Huskies. Probably the best Washington Huskies roster in the history of this co- this college. 91. I still think this team is better, especially the offense. Best wide receiver core in the nation. Best quarterback in UW history. Uh, best offensive line unit in the country. So, I mean, this offense is just electric, and I don't know how Michigan's defense is going to stop this. I know Michigan's defense stopped Alabama's offense pretty well, and Alabama does have a decent offense with Jalen Milrow at the helm, but UW's offense is just on a different level. So I don't know how Michigan's defense is going to stop us, but I also do think that we're going to struggle with their offense and our defense. So I think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a close game. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring game for me for sure, but I just think our offensive firepower will, uh, you know, overcome the Michigan's offense. So I think my final score prediction, I would probably go uh, somewhere around the lines of maybe 41 to 31, I would say. How about you, Peter? Well, I think, obviously, with what you're saying, Alabama does have a pretty good offense, and Michigan completely stifled them, but they've only scored 30-plus and I think, like, three games against FCS Chattanooga and then a couple other schools. They scored in the Iron Bowl off of a... It was a very improbable touchdown. They really could have lost that game. But the Washington Huskies offense is just a completely different animal. The Although Michigan's defensive backs are super good with Will Johnson and Mike Sanristel, you just cannot stop that three-headed monster in the wide receiver room. There's going to be one of those guys that they're not going to be able to cover. Um, I think the Huskies are going to run a lot of trips, run a lot of, you know, different crossing routes to, you know, spread out the cornerback so they can just, you know, find places to fit in because they really do have so many weapons. Um, The key for the dogs in this game is they really need to stop the run. It was bad against Texas. They allowed seven yards per carry against pretty much a true freshman running back, which is not a good look. And Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards are obviously a – way bigger, um, way tougher team to stop, or way tougher running back core to stop. So it's going to be pretty hard for the Huskies. But if they can even stop the run a little bit, I think they easily win this game because their offense is going to put up points. Not worried about that. Um, people are saying the Huskies are going to get blown out. I There's like a 0% zero, zero chance that happens because their offense is just too good. 
and I think the defense does get too much hate. J.J. McCarthy is not a great quarterback, in my opinion. I think in Francis too. So they just need to force him. They sh- he needs to get the ball, and they need to force him to make plays. Um, but I think the key, another key in this game, is the Huskies just need to get a lead early, and they just need to keep scoring so that Michigan can't keep yeah. up. And they need to force turnovers. They need to get the ball in J.J. McCarthy's hands and make him make difficult throws. And if he makes them, you know, so what? Wait till the next one. But I don't think he's that good of a quarterback, and I think the Huskies' DBs are pretty decent, pretty underrated, and they can make plays on the ball. And then they forced a bunch of fumbles against Texas, so hopefully they can do that again. And if they force turnovers and get out to an early lead, I think it's game over for Michigan. The Huskies are going to take it. Um, yeah, definitely the run game is going to be the X factor for the Michigan team here. Blake Corum, obviously, if he plays well and our run defense doesn't stop him, they might, they might, they'll probably have a better chance to win the game. And also Donovan Edwards as a uh, Peter suggested, compliment. but yeah, exactly to compliment Blake Corum and give him some time to rest, you know. But I think that the the key to this defense is going to be the pass rush. I'm a big pass rush guy. I value pass rush the most on the defense by far, and this is simply because you know the pass rush can set up the secondary as well, can pressure the quarterback to make bad throws or bad decisions, and the secondary can you know pick up the you know reap the benefits of the whatever pa- the opportunities the pass rush gives them. And the Utah pass rush has been performing very well as of late, especially against Quinn Ewers in the offensive line unit. Braylon Trice with two sacks and a forced fumble. And we've just had a lot of guys that are just getting a lot of pressures, whether it be a Braylon Trice or our other guys. But that's going to be our big key here because, like I, like Peter said, we both don't think J.J. McCarthy is a great quarterback. And um, this game is really going to show J.J. McCarthy's true colors as an NFL-ready quarterback. We'll see if he's ready. We'll see if he, we'll see if JJ McCarthy's ready or not. I just think he's the definition of a system quarterback. Nothing really stands out to me. He's a average accuracy passer. Um, he's decent at rolling out of the pocket and has decent pocket awareness, but you know he's not. He doesn't have great size. He doesn't have a great arm. And if our pass rush can get to him quick, I think we win this game quite handily. And I also agree. I think we need to get to a quick lead out, out from the gates and you know just maintain it because that's what we've been doing and that's what we did against Texas and Oregon and. Yeah, that's definitely the key to this win here. Um, another key for the Huskies, in my opinion, that people are kind of overlooking is that obviously Braylon Trice is going to get some pressure. That Michigan O-line is worse than the Texas O-line, in my opinion. They're riddled with injuries, no Zach Zinter. Um, so if ZTF gets some pressure, they have Braylon and ZTF coming from the outside. They're going to have to force McCarthy to step up and make difficult throws. If he runs, they're probably going to be able to stop him. So that's really the key for me. If they just get that pass rate going, they can't rely on the run the entire drive. So they just need to force long third downs and put the ball in JJ's hands. Um, and if they do that, they're going to win this game pretty easily, in my opinion. I think they have a higher chance to blow out the other team in this game than they did in the Texas game. Although, in my opinion, they do have a higher chance to lose this game than the Texas game because their defense is just so much... Um, better in like every, every aspect besides their interior defensive line. They got those really good DBs and really physical. Um, the O-line needs to perform because Michigan likes to run a lot of cornerback blitzes and linebacker blitzes and get their defensive backs involved. So Penix just needs to keep getting the ball out early, which he has been doing. And if they can hit him over the top uh, when they're running a cornerback blitz, I think um, Rome 
against Will Johnson. Although he is a great cornerback, I think Rome takes that matchup. He's going to be a top 10 pick. He's the second best receiver in college football easily. So, um, yeah, I think that's key for the Huskies. Yeah, with all that being said, go dogs. You know, great win against Texas. It kind of came t- tight at there at the end uh, due to an unfortunate Dylan Johnson injury. Will he be back for the game against Michigan? He will. It is confirmed. Okay, it's confirmed Dylan Johnson will be back. You know, that was a scary injury and also did almost sell the game for us to stop the clock and to give them 50 seconds with the ball. But, you know, our defense clutched up. We came out with the win in the red zone. You know, just a clutch victory, clutch team victory, and this UW Huskies team is better than ever. So we're going to move on to the Seahawks, and, you know, this past week we had an unfortunate loss to the Steelers. Did we deserve to lose that game? Mm, Debatable, but honestly, we probably did play worse than the Steelers, and the Seahawks just haven't been looking great as of late with Geno at the helm, so... Peter, do we, what adjustments do we need to make, or what are your thoughts on this team right now? Well, obviously this team does not control their own destiny, and I know you never root for a team to lose, but if the Seahawks do make the playoffs, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I think it's pretty evident. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't, I'm not going to say I'm rooting for them to lose, but it would be nice to have a higher draft pick to get a better player that can contribute to our team next year. Um, we can add a better quarterback in free agency. We can get rid of Geno. So, I mean, I'll do. Although I really do want to watch the Seahawks play some playoff football this year. I think the Packers are going to beat the Bears. Jordan Love's been looking great lately. So, if the Packers win, I'm rooting for. Or I'm not. I, I just hate rooting for a Seahawks loss. But if the Cardinals beat us, then we've had we'd be eight and nine, and we'd probably have like a, the fifteenth or the fourteenth pick. Yeah. Which is a humongous difference from like the twenty second. So there's a huge talent gap there. There's still gonna be some guys that fell out of the top ten available. So that'd be awesome to get. But um I think we forgot to mention that we we're gonna talk about the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowlers oh, yeah, the, the Seahawks. Yeah. Um I think Julian Love and Devin Witherspoon definitely deserved it. Although Julian Love he isn't like an elite safety in my opinion. There's just not that much talent in the NFC, although Antoine Winfield should have made it over Buda Baker this year. But um, Julian Love definitely deserves a spot, and Devin Witherspoon, obviously, best rookie and best defensive rookie in the NFL. Don't don't want to hear the Jalen Carter arguments. But Bobby Wagner, I mean, at this point in his career, he's getting a lot of tackles, but and he's doing pretty well in the run, but he is a liability in coverage, so I'm not sure if he deserved it. I'm obviously fine with it, and I don't think it's that big of a snub i don't think they really snubbed anyone else but i wouldn't say he's too too deserving of it but i don't think we're going to touch on all of the other pro bowls but yeah we're just going to talk about the seahawks francis you want to yeah um yeah bobby wagner is definitely getting a lot of uh <clears throat> he's definitely getting a lot of slack based off of his name value uh, he's going to be a first ballot hall of famer uh, one of the best linebackers we have ever seen, the best li- linebacker of the century for sure. Um, de- yeah, definitely getting a lot of slack based off of his name value. And like Peter said, he's just kind of old and slow now, liability and coverage. He can't really keep up with the speedy, athletic young receivers and running backs, even quarterbacks that are in the game right now. Uh, I honestly think he's going to retire after this season, probably. And, you know, Jordan Brooks is been performing super well for us especially in the run and jordan brooks is definitely our future captain of this defense i love what he's been doing julian love has been playing great this season 
think he's deserving of it. Obviously, Antoine Winfield got snubbed, but, you know, we like our former dog, Buda Baker, getting into the Pro Bowl again. So that's a good look to see. And then, yeah, Devin Witherspoon completely deserved it. Up until his injury, he has been playing. He had been playing as a top-five cornerback in the game, so completely deserving of him. Just touching up on the Seahawks, though, um, I'm in complete agreement. I, I honestly want us to lose this game and get a higher draft pick. I think that sets us up better for the future. And I don't really care what we go what route we go with as long as we go with either an edge rusher or offensive lineman or quarterback but preferably in my opinion edge rusher chop robinson uh jared verse braylon trice even dallas turner i'm not very high on but i'll take him but i want chop robinson at that whatever pick we have but yeah some adjustments we need to make to this team Obviously, the run defense is our biggest liability right now. And Derrick Henry ran all over us. And old Derrick Henry, Tajay Spears is electric. He ran all over us. Jalen Warren ran all over us. Then Jalen Warren and Najee Harris com- had a combined almost, they had 200-something rushing yards combined. And Najee Harris has been super lackluster the past couple seasons and super slow and hasn't looked like the top first-round pick that he was supposed to be but against our run defense he just looked like the prospect he was supposed to turn out to be so we really need a run stopper pass rusher which is why i need a d-line edge rusher kind of guy leonard williams was a good addition but he can't do it all by himself so we need we really need run uh defense support and our secondary has been like developing but it's still a work in progress as of late but yeah peter uh one more thing i wanted to touch on is just the fall off of Tariq wallen it's just oh, yeah. like crazy i think all of you listeners saw that uh stiff arm by naji naji i think it might have been Warren, no, but it was naji on him it was posted like all over the internet Jeez. and it's not it's not just that he's just been so much worse like last year he's looked nothing like yeah. himself he's an athletic freak and he just has not been using his athletic abilities at all his coverage has been super bad he's been getting beat a ton honestly he's a liability on defense that's why he got benched yeah. against the eagles it's just been it's been really bad and i mean i don't know what it's going to be like in the future for him i think he's got like maybe half a season they might even deal him in the offseason he's really got to surprisingly prove he's got to prove himself in camp Nothing is given for him anymore. He's got to earn earn his way back to this team next year. It's not like he's a bad player. We've seen how well he can play. It's just a switch just flipped for him, I guess, and he's just been super poor this year. And he also has, like, three, like, he has, like, four, five, like, dropped interceptions, like, that could have been possible interceptions. And we know if Tariq Woolen has the ball, it's could easily go back to the crib for a pick six with his athleticism, but... I like him better than Michael Jackson, which is why I like to see him on the field and develop because, you know, he should have been defensive rookie of the year last year over Sauce Gardner, one of the top five cornerbacks in the NFL, which is crazy to see how much he's fallen off, not even the cornerback two on the team anymore. So I don't know what's happening to him, but I'm really disappointed. Maybe he should change his name back. But also I wanted to touch on the quarterback position. Geno Smith, he actually looked really good. I think this is like maybe his best game of the season last last week um he looked his pocket awareness was in, incredible he was moving around he was stepping up he was scrambling even a little bit and looked like he had some wheels on him and uh he was throwing balls with really good accuracy but i just don't really know our game plan jason had two targets tyler lockett had like four targets and one catch 
and DK Metcalf had like nine targets. He got like all the targets, and we were just really passing checkdowns to tight ends and uh, running backs. So Shane Waldron has to go. So the so three, Clint yeah, Clint Hurt definitely, needs to, and honestly, even Pete Carroll has to go Holy for sure. The whole coaching staff just needs to be completely cleaned yeah. up. It's been it's been a rough year. We need Pete, a refresh. Pete, I wouldn't even. I just I wouldn't even fire him. I just ask him, Pete, do you really want to keep doing this? Like, yeah. He he probably he's had so much success in his career, going to two Super Bowls, winning one, all the success with USC. I think it's time for him to call it quits. He's just his time management's really bad, and it's not like he's a bad yeah. coach. It's just. It needs to change with this team being a young team now. Like, when I look at the top teams in the league right now, like the Lions, Dan Campbell's balls, like, he makes, like, gutsy decisions, like, going for it on uh, two-point conversions three times in a row, going for it on fourth downs, even when they're on their own 30-yard line. But, like, even if you think it's a bad decision, like, that's what it takes to be a good team in the NFL. And Pete Carroll's just too passive. And, you know, it worked in the past when we had an actually, like, great team. But right now... We need to move on and just hit that restart button. He's he's obviously a defensive uh, defensive minded head coach, and he's just too passive. And we need to move on from him, Clint Hurt, and Shane Waldron. But like I was talking about earlier, uh, Geno Smith did look pretty good. But just whenever Geno Smith is under center, it's just so boring to watch the Seahawks game. And I just have fun watching Drew Locke play. Like when Russell Wilson played, I was having fun and looking forward to the Seahawks games. But now I'm almost dreading watching Geno Smith play because he's so boring to watch. And yeah, we need him. So the three the three major moves that I would want to see is fire the coaching staff, which I really don't think is going to happen, but I really hope we do move on from our coaching staff. Um, and then get a defensive end in the draft, an elite defensive end in the first round with our first round pick. And then third would be to, you know, find an alternate alternative quarterback to move on from Geno Smith in the future. Maybe draft a Michael Penix, uh Jaden or not Jaden Dios. He's probably not gonna draft us, but Michael Penix, JJ McCarthy, Bo Nix. I know we don't really like JJ McCarthy and Bo Nix, but I would honestly be fine drafting them in the Oh, we don't even have a second round pick, so maybe not. Maybe get a trade for a quarterback free agency. You know, we could get like a Baker Mayfield or Somebody like that, even a Joe Flacco. But, yeah, those are the three major moves I would do. Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens, who are officially the unanimous best team in the NFL with the unanimous MVP at their home. So, I mean, Peter, like, were you expecting this? What are your thoughts on Lamar this season so far? I mean, just everything. If I'm going to be honest, I was not. I mean... At some points in the season, the Ravens have looked like the most dominant team, but they've also showed a lot of weaknesses, losing the Steelers. And the 49ers were at the top of the world. They were destroying every team. They were outplaying every team. They blew out the Cowboys. They blew out the Eagles, which I know is not that impressive looking at it, but it really was back when that game was played. And the Ravens just handed it to them. It was not even close. Complete domination on both sides of the ball. And ever since then, they just have not looked back. Lamar solidified his MVP last week with... 300 yards, five touchdowns, perfect passer rating. Their offense is just clicking. Jim Harbaugh has, or John Harbaugh has been doing a great job. Sorry, thinking about Jim because of the natty. But um, he's been doing a great job. The coordinators, since they fired Greg Roman, that offense has been doing great. The defense, Marlon Humphrey, Patrick Green, Roquan Smith, the best linebacker in the league, I'll say it right now. They've just been performing super well, um, doing great things. And best linebacker in the league over Fred Warner. Yeah. It's my hot take of the day, but that offense or that offense and that defense, special teams, even Justin Tucker, 
every aspect of their team is just top tier, and they're definitely the favorite for the Super Bowl right now. There's a clear-cut best team in the league, and it's the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I'm not going to say that I've been on this Ravens train because I haven't. You can go look at the receipts. I was like, I think the last episode, two episodes ago, I was saying the 49ers are definitely the best team in the NFL, I think I said. Um, and then I was saying Dak Prescott. I don't know how he doesn't win MVP. But uh, even in earlier episodes than that, I was saying that the Ravens were the best team in the NFL after playing the Seahawks. And Lamar was the front runner for MVP. And Peter looked at Peter was uh, baffled by that opinion. Because his stats were not that good at that point. I was and they're still not that. that good. I mean, those five touchdowns helped a little. Like, compared to Josh Allen and... Compared to Josh Allen and, like, Dak Prescott and even Brock Purdy, his stats are not good at all. But stats aren't everything. Stats aren't everything that matters. It's his impact to the game. Defenses are paralyzed when they come across Lamar Jackson in that offense because he's such a threat in the run game that defenses don't know what to do when they do. They could do a read option or even a play action pass because he's a great passer as well with and his wide receiver core isn't even great or elite or anything. He's making them look good. Like you have the guys like his wide receiver one is Zay Flowers, and even Mark Andrews is out for the season now. So you have Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., Isaiah Likely, Rashad Bateman. Like those are not good wide receivers. If your wide receiver one is a rookie, that's not even the best in his class, arguably. I would have Jordan Addison and Jason over Zay Flowers, but Lamar Jackson is. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I would put Puka over Zay Flowers too, yeah. But the the Ravens' offense is just paralyzing right now, but I would even go as far to say that the Ravens' defense is better than their offense, which is crazy to think about. The Ravens' defense is the best in the NFL by far. It's not even close, and the X Factor is definitely Kyle Hamilton to me. He's elite. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton is elite. Um, he was an elite prospect coming out of college, and I don't know how he wasn't drafted higher. Ravens got a steal, and he's finally emerging into the superstar that I knew he was going to be. So ever since the Seahawks game, I knew this defense was the best in the league. Then they played the 49ers and blew them out. Then they played the Dolphins and blew them out. And I, if the Ravens don't win the Super Bowl this year, I'm going to be so mad. I don't even know who they would lose to. The whole NFL is looking really weak right now. Um, the 49ers on paper may have the best roster in the NFL, but if you have a liability at quarterback... There's really nothing you can do. So, right now, if I had to give my top five teams in the NFL, I would go Ravens number one. I'd go probably 49ers number two. Then I'd go Cowboys number three, and then I'd uh, probably go Lions. Uh, yeah, I would go Lions number four, and then I would put the um, Dolphins at number five. Their offense is electric, but their defense needs to step it up. And also, I don't think two is a great quarterback. So, yeah. Moving on to my top five teams in the NFL. Um, first, got to go with the Ravens. I mean, we just talked about how the success they've been having. Second, the 49ers still, even though they got dominated by the Ravens, they have the best roster in the NFL, and they deserve to be second. They've dominated pretty much every other game besides that three-game stretch where they had a bunch of injuries. Um, and then after that game, the Lions, they deserve to win that game. Taylor Jack. Taylor Decker checked in. That was horrible. I know they like mixed up who checked in and who didn't. That's just such an unfortunate way to win. And I think when the Cowboys and the Lions meet in the playoffs, the Lions are going to prevail. So fourth, Cowboys, their offense is elite. Dak, been distributing it. Perfect. He is a system quarterback, but he's a very good system quarterback. And he, the system is 
built around having him succeed. And it's not a bad thing to be a system quarterback. He thrives in the system. I don't even think he would be that bad without it, but it definitely makes him who he is. Um, and then the fifth best team, I'm going to throw some in there. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. They have, they're super good. Uh, they're super deep. They have a decent offense, um, a good defense. Joe Flacco has been slinging it. Uh, David Njoku having a super underrated year, flying under the radar. He's been super elite this year. I know Francis had him on, on his league-winning fantasy team. Um, Joe Flacco's been slinging it. He throws a lot of picks, but he also throws for a lot of yards, a lot of bombs. Amari Cooper had that humongous game. Their receivers aren't even that good, but Joe Flacco knows when to hit knows when to hit them. Their running game's been great. Jerome Ford, pretty good rookie running back. Um, then you got a bunch of backups. And then their defense, Denzel Ward. I think I don't really think he should have made the Pro Bowl, but he, he did. Um, and pretty much their defense overall, Miles Garrett, obviously everyone knows, top three edge rusher in the league. It's not even close. Um, one of the best overall players in the league. So, yeah, the Browns are going to be fifth. That's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, you know, it was just kind of a Seattle episode today. A lot of Seahawks talk, a lot of UW talk, but that's going to wrap up this episode. We missed a lot, and we're just going to prioritize what we like the most. So thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. And, uh, yeah, make sure you come back for more. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Just wanted to add one special announcement. Our website is now live on Google for our club that we started at school. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just Google Seattle Academy Sports Journalism or, or SassSportsJournal.com. SassSportsJournal.com. Yeah. So make sure to check it out, read all the articles. We got articles, check out the interviews. Blog sections. Pretty cool website. So yeah, it was made by Peter. Made by Peter. So thank you for listening.